Hello ladies, I'm Andrea Kruska. The Powered by Her community is so much more than a podcast. We have monthly lunches full of encouragement and inspiration, and quarterly events focused on celebrating women in our community and sharpening our entrepreneurial skills. In early 2022, we are launching our very first annual women's business conference, where we will be bringing in some awesome guest speakers and offering some breakout sessions that help us improve our businesses. We want you to partner up with us and join the community. And the best way to do that is head over to join.poweredbyhercommunity.com and become a supporter of the community. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month, but if you jump in at a higher level, you'll get some extra opportunities and experiences. Take a minute right now and head over there to join.poweredbyhercommunity.com. Now Tiffany's gonna interview another smart, strong, entrepreneurial woman in our community. Thanks for being a part of what we're doing to bring inspiration and community to professional women. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Powered by Her. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry. I have Amanda Christine in today, the founder of the Society of Women Business Owners. SOBO is what you go by for SOBO sure. for short, yes. yes. So the Society of Women Business Owners. <laughs> yes, Society of Women Business Owners. Everyone calls it SOBO because it is a mouthful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a good representation. We're a bunch of women in business that come together and form this fantastic community. And you are located in South Nashville is kind of where you're headquartered. Yeah, in Nashville, right like in Brentwood, like we're we're right on the line of Nashville, Brentwood, but really our community is everywhere. So tell me why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Why I found this organization. Yeah, actually, um, it's, it's the craziest thing back in 2016. Um, I didn't have community. I didn't have friends that understood the crazy mindset that goes on in entrepreneurship. I had made the decision that I was going to work for myself at some point. I was still full-time employed at my job. But all of my friends, their goal was to either be a stay-at-home mom or grow the corporate ladder. And I just didn't want that. And I didn't really have a community of women that understood. And back then, 2016, like female groups were just starting. That was kind of like the beginning of all the things. And I just decided I was gonna post on meetup.com looking for friends who understand, like I wanna start a blog and I eventually wanna have a business and I need friends. That's literally the type of post that I made on Meetup. And um, I didn't know who was going to show up and I wasn't even sure anybody was going to show up. And then uh, we met at a local coffee shop in Nashville. 20 ladies came. I was blown away. And some of those ladies to this day continue to come to Sobo, which is amazing. And we've become great friends in the process. So that was the beginning of forming this community that eventually became Sobo. It wasn't, I didn't start this group for me to have Sobo. It wasn't like, that wasn't the intention. The intention was just for me to find authentic community of women who understood like this crazy journey of entrepreneurship and the ups and downs and the hustle that it really takes to get started. And um, the more we did it, the bigger the group got. And then we went to Whole Foods. This was honestly, this is how it became Sobo. We went to Whole Foods. Whole Foods said, Amanda, your group is too big. We love it, we love supporting you, but you can no longer use our training space. You're taking over at dinner time and it's time for you to find a different space. And so when that happened, yeah, your ways. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're gonna have to rent a space. And so that was when I said, well, we have to give this thing a name. Like we, we didn't even have anything official about it. It was just a good group of women getting together. And I've really tried to stay true to the, we want authentic community because it was a game changer for me it um, it was my pa it's always been my passion to get people bring people together 
do do the journey of life together. I think that's what it's about anyways, but there was something really special about our dynamic. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of stuck with it and it just has morphed into what it is today. So what did you, what were you doing at that time when you mm-hmm. kind of were looking for community? Yeah. What was so your day job? My, my day job, I was working as a, um, like a marketing assistant admin for a construction company down in Florida. So I was working remote from home, which was great. Um, which this is 2016. So it wasn't as common as it, it wasn't is now. as common at all. In fact, um, when that was whole, like we were still trying to figure out like how, how am I going to access any of the information? Like Google Drive was still like new to us back then. And so like, how are we going to share files with one another? Like all of that was new. Um, But while I was working at home, it had this like, I want to do more thing. Like I I knew that I was meant for more. This was just kind of a job to get a paycheck. Um, Though I did enjoy what I did. I just, I was on this hunt to find purpose. And so I started blogging and that's when it all started shifting for me. And so how important do you think it is to have, how, how does it change like being, doing it with a group of women who are supportive and doing it alone? Oh, it's huge. It's, it's, it's like a huge difference. Um, when you're doing it alone, it's easy to give up. When you're doing it alone, you are, um, you're overwhelmed. You, you feel like you have no one that understands that you can confide in. Um, but when you're doing it with community, you feel unstoppable. You feel like when there's hard days, there's going to be someone there to remind me of my purpose and my why and my passions and, um, someone to even help me get through the hard times. Cause there's a lot of hard times in entrepreneurship. And so with community is the only way to do entrepreneurship. It really is. So at what point did you take the leap and make Sobo your full, yeah, full-time, full-time thing? thing? And you were like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Let's- so it's been it's been a few years in the making. So it was officially in 2020 when I said, I am taking the full reins. This is it. This is all I'm going to do. Um, I had been feeling that pull for a while and I had tried my hand at several other different entrepreneurial things, but it wasn't until 2020 when I was like, I don't know why I'm fighting this. I just need to embrace it. And I just need to do it. (laughs) It's so scary. But then you're surrounded by this group of women and it's like, well, I'm, I'm trying to empower them, yep. but I'm not even taking my own advice. I'm not empowering myself. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's this, it's a scary leap to like leave a steady paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, it's still work you enjoy, but it's not the calling. Right. Mm-hmm. And so to leave that it's very comfortable. And so instead what so many of us do, I was guilty of this. I just worked all the time. Mm-hmm. I just said, I'll work two full-time gigs. Right. Yeah. But that's not sustainable and um, it's not fulfilling either. Well, so, so and what, have you in the last year when you put all of your effort and energy into Sobo yeah how have you been able to change the landscape of what Sobo's doing and and the, yep. the impact that you're you're able to make yeah so um so everything has revamped in Sobo and has it has been confirmation after confirmation it was the right thing to do our Facebook group has gotten um way more traction way more engagement and um we've just continued to grow. So I just think that's proof that like the efforts I'm putting in, it's like confirmation, but also we've been doing retreats and masterminds. We've been doing those type of getaway things for a little while. But, um, when we left this January, 2021 retreat after COVID, we had to wait till all that was settled. So tell me about these retreats. What does that look yeah. like? What, what do you do on it? Yeah. So a retreat or a mastermind is we just go away to one place and, um, it's 20, 30 women. It's very intimate. We keep it small. Now in January, we kept it to like 15 cause we were so COVID conscious. Right. Um, but the ones we've done in the past 20, 30 women 
all from different industries. We try not to have competitors in the room, so that way it's a safe place for women to really confide in their struggles and like confide uh, confide all the things they're going through and all the other women in the room, but also to share ideas and like um, brainstorm together. So uh, we all go and meet at a place. Um, we've rented full houses that we've all stayed at together and we've done hotels. Um, so the hotel method has seemed to work the best. So all the introverts can have their own room yeah. <laughs> and some time away. Um, but uh, yeah, so we just get together and we usually have one focus um, per retreat. So um, January is a planning time. So we just plan out the year in advance. We do it together. Um, we have educators that come in and share information, uh, especially about planning. And um, yeah, this fall we're doing one about passive income. Like we just pick different topics. It's based on what people ask for. And um, yeah, those retreats lead to very intimate community. And what happened after the last January one was that people said, how can we continue this? And so it just became this natural involvement to me doing business coaching, which has now sparked membership in Sobo. How and how hard has that been or maybe easy has that been for you to transition into, I mean, you're doing newsletters that go emails that go out yeah. weekly i think <laughs> yeah we're doing, doing weekly, yeah multiple a day posts into your group yep. and so you're really getting traction yeah um and you're doing a TikTok account <laughs> and yes. so and i think sometimes people are like well i don't have the time to do it all and i don't how mm -hmm. do you how do you do it all you have to batch i mean you it, like there's there's no way that i can be in that facebook group all day long so i i definitely batch i do so for those who don't who are just kind of getting their feet wet yeah batch is just like i'm gonna plan this amount of hours and yes. I'm going to just do a bunch of Facebook stuff here. That's right. Yep. Or I'm going to do a bunch of TikTok stuff here. Yes. And so that your mind is focused on that set task and yes. you can get all that stuff done at one time. Yes. And so, so I like to batch 60 to 70 posts in my Facebook group per month. I schedule it all out. Now, what's difficult is finding different things to ask, 70 different things to ask in a group. So I do a lot of research. I've been working on strategy to create more engagement in the group to get to know people. Because again, authentic community is at the core of what I'm trying to build. So I've learned to just ask things outside of business to get people engaging. So I schedule and batch all of that. Then I do the same thing with TikTok. TikToks are hard. Like, have you done some TikToks? I've done some TikToks. <laughs> I, I have stuck with just doing, I, I I like to do a top 10. Yeah. And I just do a top 10. Yeah. Because I think it's this, I can figure out 10 things to, of something. And right. so that's yes. kind of, but I think it'd be hard to have different content. And, you it know, is. you did a whole thing on garage sales and <laughs> how to get the most <laughs> the money out of, girl. yes. And, and I think that people really love the they fact did. that, like, they can make a business out of garage sales. I mean, I did not intend for it I was just sharing like this is my life I'm having a garage sale yeah. here and I you know I did I made it fun I'm a marketer at heart and so um yeah I, I did a TikTok about garage sales and got a hundred thousand views in like a day so. so one thing that we kind of I, I run into a lot in the yeah. power by her community is that I don't want to put myself out there I don't want to be vulnerable I don't want to communicate in these yeah. groups and women um so often want to make themselves smaller yep um what advice? How, how do we how do we break through those barriers? Yeah, um, you know, playing it small is safe, and safe doesn't get you anywhere except your comfort zone. And growth doesn't happen until you're out of your comfort zone. So playing it safe and being small means you're going to stay where you are. And if you want change in your life, which is why most women start businesses, is they want to make change either in the world or in their lives. 
uh, or in their family and the legacy they're building, you have to be willing to move outside the comfort zone. You have to take risks. And I think finding communities that are supportive make those risks and make that growth a little less scary. Oh, for sure. When you're in community, you get to hear of other people's risk or you know expansions that they've taken outside of their own comfort zones. And so hearing someone else's journey is what will make you realize this is possible. They did it and they did these small steps and they made it happen. And I can do the same thing too. Without vulnerability though, we don't know. Yeah. What do you think that um, your 10 year old Amanda, what, mm -hmm. what, what would you have said that you would be doing in life? Uh, 10 year old Amanda wanted to be a teacher. So you were a teacher, right? Yeah, and yes, so yeah. I wanted to be a teacher. Um, yes. I was the child that had like the schoolroom set up in my room, you know, yeah. like taught my dolls all the time. Yeah. Um, I had an older sister, so we used to play school all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I really wanted to be a teacher. Um, and if you would have asked me when I was 10, that's I would have sworn that's yeah. what I would have done. So where do you think, why did you differ from that course? What, what inspired you to kind of feel like you wanted to pour back into women? Yeah. Um, I think pouring back into women actually started in the need of me needing women to pour back in me. So when I was on this hunt to like find community, I found these women that were like, oh, well, I've been doing this for a while. Let me tell you, you know, like what I've done to be successful and what I've done that's not been a good idea. Um, and so learning that way and then kind of embracing my own dreams and, and um, the passions that I've had, that has made me want to help other people do that. Um, it was such a game changer for me that I that I wanted it to be a game changer for everyone else. Yeah. Well, and and you have kind of gone through some some roller coasters of things in the past couple of years. Yep. Um, not everything has been roses and sunshine. Not at all. Um, I'm sure there's been a lot of self doubts. So how, you know, there's women who have their own self doubts and they're like, I yeah. can't push forward. There's there's women that I think I'm kind of falling in this category too, where it's like I'm great at giving, you know, pouring into people, lifting them up, encouraging them, stand tall, stand proud. Um, yeah. I'm horrible about taking that advice myself. Yep. And so when you're one of those stronger women pouring into others and you're going through your own dark times, yep. um, what advice do you have to kind of keep going for women yeah. who kind of put on a strong face, but they're kind of crumbling inside? Yeah. You know, I, I think the first thing I would say to that is it's okay not to have the strong face all the time. It took me a long time to figure that out. Um, some of the most pivotal pivotal moments in my life have been when I've opened up to the people that I never wanted to show my ugly or my weakness to. And those women surprised me and said, that's okay, I got you. This yeah. is just a season and I'm here for you. And so the, the thing that I would encourage is don't feel like you have to keep the face on. That's the stuff that people don't relate to. That's the things that people don't want. Now, from a client perspective, I get like, you don't want to tell your client you're having a meltdown. Yeah. Um, but I think you have to have the trusted community trusted community to share um the struggles yeah and i think they want you your community wants that they mm -hmm. they want to do life with you and you can't have real community without vulnerability of those hard moments in your life well and i think that it's it it is good to know that even the people who you feel like are leading your communities they're just like you yep. you know i think that's when you're creating women's spaces it can be hard because women community can be it's not always a trusted community that's right and it's not always people who are all willing to be vulnerable and it's yep. just it's a hard space to really create the right um recipe i guess if you it will of, yep. of of to make it a space for people yeah you know um, a lot of women have walls up and so 
my goal as a leader is to bring down those walls and to showcase that you're not better than the other woman in the room and every other woman, she's not better than you. Like removing this facade that there's someone better than somebody else, that we're all the same, that we all have our struggles and that we might be on different um, sides of like the mountain climbing, but um, we're all still humans and we all still need the same thing. We need trusted community. We need vulnerability and no matter you know, like what you've been through, there's been a lot of trauma in a lot of people's lives. We all have something that has impacted us in some way. And I think, you know, you, you lead by example. And I think that that's so important and, and very, that's what makes these communities what they are is that women who are, you know, able to kind of take down their own walls, Yeah, which is not easy. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's not, it's really not, but you know, showing kind of women that that's, that's, what you're able to do. Yeah. So what do you see the plan for the next kind of five, 10 years with Sobo? How do you see it growing? You know, it kind of started just this in-person meetup. It's led to business coaching and retreats and bringing in speakers. And what do you kind of see the future look like? Yeah. So, um, the, the future of Sobo is really getting into the more, um, focusing on community building, but also doing it together, creating masterminds, coaching for sure. We have a membership that's rolling out in 2022. That is, um, it's like a coaching membership, but it's also community-based where we can have other coaches come in and say, hey, I want to be a business coach inside of Sobo. And so we can have affordable coaching for women who want to grow their businesses with community. So you can have one-on-one and group coaching, and you have the ability to attend masterminds, and we want to encourage in-person. So, you know, um, we've kind of had a setback with in-person because of COVID, but we're trying to gear back up to have more and more of those um those opportunities for women to come together in person because there's a dynamic that happens in person that just can't happen virtual. So if it's traveling or getting other women to create meetups in their yeah. cities and then just encouraging that. Um, so do you, do you see there being kind of satellite camp chapters? Of- yeah, we, we've been approached many, many times. Can I start a Sobo in my city? And I'm always like, yes, you can do it. But I realized they need structure. They need the, they need the, here's how to go do it. Yeah. And so um, my hope is that as we roll out with this membership that starts next year, we have natural leaders in their cities who say, you know, I really want to host a meetup. And it could be something that they, you know, charge for to pay for a space or a free thing, which is, you know, kind of what I've always been about is if you can do it for free, do it for free because, you know, community is life changing yeah. and it's so valuable. Well, and one of the things that um, I just saw in a post that you did, um, you had people put their um, social media. <sighs> Sorry. Oh, God. Um, you had people put their social media let's, handles. Let's start at uh, one of the things. One of the things that I've seen on the social media that you put is that you, you encourage people to follow each other. Yes. And then not only people were putting their social media handles out, you also then said, hey, just a reminder, like this is a follow for follow. Yes. So don't just go out there and, you <laughs> yes. know, ask for it. Give it back, you know, to yeah. everybody else. That's right. I mean, like if we're going to build real community, that means we, we don't just take. We give, you know, and so I think that's the important part of community that's missing in a lot of quote unquote communities. Because, yeah, making sure it goes both ways. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a great, you know, you're kind of in there making sure that you're really perpetuating Mm -hmm. the message and the feel and the atmosphere that you want to create for these women. Yes. And that's been a really um, awesome thing to see. I mean, I think that you just the traction you've gotten in the last six months, I think it's, you know, I've kind of been following you for a while, but 
it there's a definite difference. Both hands are on it now. So yeah. I'm like, okay, we're going to figure this out. And um, I think it's because I'm so passionate about bringing everyone together. Yeah. So. so how can people find you if they want to find um, more about Sobo or you personally? How yep. can they find you? Yeah, everything all handles at Sobo underscore official. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're, our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash Sobo, S-O-W-B-O. Sobo.org is our website. So. Awesome. Amanda, Christine, thank you so much for coming in thank today. I appreciate I'm I'm so encouraged by what you're doing. And you. um, I'd love to see, you know, how you grow and where, where things lead from here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Confetti, coffee, and community. Need I say more? I am so excited to be celebrating my dear friend and powered by her previous guest, Amber Zarkor, and launching her second Fill Your Cup conference. A one-day conference for passionate, career-driven women to pause, pour into yourself, and begin overflowing in every aspect of your life. This year hosted at The Monarch in Baxter, Tennessee on September 20th, 2021. It's going to be such a life-giving event. Use our promo code PBH10 to grab your ticket today.